Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. All right, good morning, KMIH. I'm Sophie. I am also Sophie. And today we are hosting the morning show together. And this is the first time we've hosted together. It is. And also the only the second time I've hosted in general. So, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun episode, I think. I'm excited. And this episode as well. Normally on the morning show, we cover a lot of different topics, a lot of different features. But today, Sophie and I have a specific theme for this morning show. We are going to be talking about nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And this is something we whipped up just yesterday, <laughs> thinking of topics. Um, so yeah, this should be a fun episode. We'll have a lot of old songs to play for you guys. Old as in our generation our old. Our generation old. Like, what, 20 years ago, maybe? 10 years ago? Yeah, around then, I would say. Yeah, between that time. So like not like the 80s. <laughs> yeah, so old for old for us, at least. Yeah. Um, older than us. Wait, actually, older than us. I don't know. Actually, I'm trying to think because it, it is interesting. So, you have an older sibling as well, right? I do. Yeah, and I do as well. And I feel like that also really affects and changes the way we have nostalgia because I know for me, at least, a lot of my memories of just like certain objects or things that are from my past, they're definitely from I think older generations as well, just because having older siblings. Mm-hmm. In that way. And for one example, we used to have this thing's DS's. I love my <laughs> DS. I still yeah. have it. And it, like, but both my sisters had one. And they were starting to be more outdated by the time I was in my childhood. But we still had them. So I would bring like my DS to school one day. And my friends were like, what is that? <laughs> and I was like, this is a really? DS. It's so cool. I have a 3DS, actually. <gasps> Whoa. But I remember because my brother um, had a DS. And it was like tiny. And it was like bright blue. And he had this oh. like mario case on it or something and i was so jealous i would always take it i was i would like always play on it so one year i actually got one for christmas and mine was a 3ds (gasps) it was so cool i still have it sometimes i just like whip it out whenever i'm feeling like it um i have yet to complete like any of the games i have (laughs) on there one day and they're okay they're honestly that was one of the most underrated things i think of the time is the technology because it was so it was so old and it was so fun to play with because it was just like the most random things. Yeah, it was so weird. I would like record like voice memos on there. <laughs> Do you remember that one like app? I don't know if you had this, but there was an app that had like a little parrot that would like alter your voice and like say it. Or okay, I don't you know think what? I do. I'm really not explaining this well. Okay, but... you know what we? You know what I did have? I had a Cooking Mama DS game. Do you remember that one? I don't. Wait, explain it. I might. So it was a cooking game. And I've seen a few, like, random videos about it, like, joking around because it's such a nostalgic thing. But it was, like, this little cooking app. I'm trying to think of a modern-day example, kind of like Papa's Pizzeria, almost. <laughs> it's an example off the top of my head. But it was just a simple, really pixelated game of this, like, this chef who was the cooking mama. Mm-hmm. And she would, like, help you with these recipes. <laughs> and I just remember it being so pixelated and so fun to play. And my sisters and I would always fight over who got to use it. So that, that I think that's one of my earliest memories. Yeah, I completely one of my most nostalgic. My most nostalgic is probably Super Smash Bros. Have oh. you ever played that on the DS? I have, I have. It's so much fun, and my brother and I would always play it, and I kind of sucked. So sometimes <laughs> I'll whip it out, try to like freshen up my skills, but 
I have never been that good at it. I wish I was. It was a really fun game. It also reminds me of Mario Kart on Wii. Did you ever have a Wii? I did up? have a Wii. Okay, that that was the peak. That was that so was, much fun. That was like peak nostalgia is seeing a Wii or Mario Kart on Wii, I think. Yeah, me and my brother had to like um, fight over who got to use like the special wheel. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, my my sisters and I have a quick story time as well. So we had a Wii, and we have we had two sticks, as they're called, the mm-hmm. actual um, device you use to play the Wii. We had two of them. And I have two sisters, so there were three of us. And, or sorry, I should actually start by saying <laughs> we had three sticks. Okay. Uh, and there were my sisters and I. And I want to say this is circa 20, probably 2010, 2011-ish, and we yeah. had three three Wii sticks and this was when Wii was at its peak so we were playing I would say every day because it was like <laughs> summer and we were just going crazy on Wii and Mario Kart and we had our three sticks and then school year came we were deep in our studies and my mom <laughs> has this epiphany that she should get rid of one of our Wii sticks and give it to our neighbor um because Why? they were they got a Wii and I guess they didn't have any sticks so my mom was like oh like, we'll give you one of ours uh, they get rid of their Wii after, and with it, our Wii stick. And my sisters and I aren't aware of this because we're still pretty young. We're in school. And then the next summer comes, it arrives, and we go to get our Wii, and we were not under the impression that our mom had donated one of our Wii sticks. So well, you can imagine our surprise when we pull out our Wii device and find there's only two sticks <laughs> and three young sisters to play Wii. And... <laughs> So then chaos ensues because we all wanted to play Wii together, but there were only two sticks. And then this is, this is I think, the biggest fight we ever had with our mom was when she got rid of one of our Wii sticks because we never found a replacement for it. I don't know why we didn't just get another one. I guess yeah. that just like, wasn't in that our... That wasn't in an our, option. That wasn't in the books. So we just, every day, it was like, there was just a battle of who would get the two Wii sticks to play with and we would like rotate and have like these competitions to see who would end up getting it and it was always a struggle but oh, it's kind of cute and it's though. like it's still to this day we only have two and it's like every once in a while when one of us pulls out Wii and we all want to <laughs> play there's still only two sticks to play with yeah and, and only two um of the Mario wheels as well because uh we got three for Christmas but my mom also got rid of one of those okay what the heck I know I don't know what I don't know what happened but I, I actually, I really still don't know why we don't just get another one, but we just I mean, it's we only too have late two. now, honestly. It's too late. It's too late. You're too, like, in deep. Yeah, but maybe when another summer rolls around and we're all in the house, we'll get another one. <laughs> <laughs> do we sticks, like, do they still exist? Like, do people still use them? I don't know. They're more, honestly, they're probably more expensive now than they were back then just because they're not, yeah, cause I they're imagine like they're not produced anymore. Yeah, they're Yeah, do they even have the Wii anymore? Like, I really hope so. Yeah. I mean, I still have mine. I think I also <laughs> I have a Wii U. Still have mine. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I remember the Wii was getting a little dated. It was. I don't really know how to use it anymore, though. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of hard. And you think about back then, like, all the struggles you had to go through. Because, like, on the TV, too, like, you'd have to, like, go through different channels of it to, like, find the right yeah, one for the Wii. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't think I could boot it up anymore. I yeah. could try, but... Uh, you're going to have to, because I think the Wii is one of the best memories. Yeah, and on I totally that, agree. Just off the top of your head, do you have any core memories that just bring you nostalgia? Um. Yeah, actually, me and my brother used to watch... So there's Star Wars, right? And then yeah. there's, like, 
the series before that called like the Clone Wars, right? Oh yeah. So me and my brother, when we were younger, would always listen to Clone Wars like oh. all the time. Not listen, watch Clone Wars all the time. Mm-hmm. So recently, I like found it on Disney Plus. Oh. I was like, oh my goodness, this brings back so many memories because there's like so many episodes that I remember. Yeah. And like I remember watching them with him, and it was like it was like an awakening that I had. Like I remembered it. <laughs> Like, kind of vaguely, but that was really cool. Um, That's so fun. And also Avatar. Oh, like the last, the last airbender. airbender. Yeah, not the blue guys. The- <laughs> not the blue people. <laughs> yeah, the airbender That one. was such a good series. It was so good. I, like, rewatched it because I only remember, like, a little, little bit from mm-hmm. when I was younger and we used to watch it. Um, so that was really cool. Mm-hmm. It was, like, it was like some part of me was, like, awakened. Avatar, the last airbender, I would argues one of the best childhood series child i agree movies or series and also on movies and tv and films is there any specific movies or shows that like when you watch as a kid and you'll see them now and you'll just completely forget about them and then when you see them it's just a complete nostalgic rush i think for me it's probably like phineas and ferb oh i always forget that it exists but i remember it like <laughs> so clearly in my childhood yeah and one thing I also I should also bring up because I realized we just missed it is the definition of nostalgia in <laughs> case our viewers are not familiar. So according to Merriam-Webster, nostalgia is the sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or a place with happy personal associations. Yeah, definitely so, a happy time for both <laughs> of us. Yeah, so I would say it's mainly just when you have a memory from something from your childhood and it just brings back a bunch more memories. Yeah. I think mine show or film or TV would either be Poncho the movie mm. with the fish. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirited Away. Oh, the movie Spirit with the horse. Oh, or you watched that? <laughs> my sister. Okay, my one of my sisters really liked horses growing up. So, and because I was the youngest, I always had to just go with those sort of things. So mm-hmm. we watched a lot of horse movies against my better Your wishes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we also okay a lot of. Um, Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. You're <laughs> I don't know joking. if you can hear this right now. <laughs> or you can probably feel the bass right now if you're listening to this in your car. The drum line just started outside of our high school. Oh, um, actually, inside of our high school. Inside of our right high school. Right in front oh gosh, of us. Literally right in front of us. Like my feet are vibrating because of yeah. this. Wow, that really caught me off guard. Um, <laughs> yeah, oh, same. yeah. <laughs> but the shows I would listen or watch would be uh, the Mickey's Cl- M- Mickey Mouse oh, Clubhouse. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Every oh morning. my God, you're so right. Oh, Every morning. That good, does bring me back. To be alive. No, it's it's actually so cool because when I was like younger, we didn't have cable for like ninety percent of my life. Oh but wow! Actually, we did us as well. For, like yeah, right. Like a little bit. So every day before like elementary school, they would like schedule an episode of like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and I always knew after that episode ended, I had to go to the bus, and I was on time, <laughs> literally every day. Wow! It has not happened. Wow! Since. Because elementary school started at 9 a.m. Something like that, yeah. It's always so time. That was, that was amazing. Now, we're going to take a quick break from our nostalgic leap. Here is Miles with the news. Miles, can you hear us all right? Yep. Can How you are you me? doing today? Yep. I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing so We're great. amazing, yeah. Miles, do you have any nostalgic memories while we're still here? While we're all here? Uh, yeah, I actually was also a big Star Wars fan as growing up, so a lot mm-hmm. of like the video games like Star Wars Battlefront 2. Oh my god, I have that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you guys ever play the Legos Star Wars yeah, I collab? Did. It was like uh, a yeah. temple run sort of thing. Yeah, mine was like a like choose your adventure kind of, like you oh, go around and like 
you know, slay the like. Yeah, those there's things, so many droids. denominations of all these. <laughs> yeah, this games. is bringing back a lot. But anyways, take it away, Miles. All right, the news. Okay, okay. Starting off today's news, after months of uncertainty, President Biden has officially announced that he'll be running for re-election. This morning, Biden released a video titled Freedom, in which he frames the election as a choice between more rights and fewer. He claims that by voting blue in 2024, you're protecting social security, abortion rights, gay marriage rights, and, and voting rights. At 80 years old, Biden is already the oldest president in U.S. history. He would turn 82 shortly after Election Day and would leave the office when he is 86, causing many to question his ability to perform his job. In a recent NBC poll, 70% of Americans and 51% of Democrats reported not wanting Biden to run for re-election, many of them citing Biden's age. Meanwhile, Biden's main competition across the aisle, former President Trump, is continuing to fight back against an onslaught of legal battles, as E. Jean Carroll claims that Trump sexually assaulted her in a department store in the 1990s. Trump has pleaded not guilty and, and has vehemently denied ever having any relation with Carroll, suggesting that the accusation is nothing more than an attention grab. Carroll claims that after this alleged sexual assault took place, a friend of her told her not to go after Trump because of his presumed legal upper hand. Carroll says that the Me Too movement motivated her to open up about the issue. Jury selection is set to begin this morning. Now let's take you to Sophia with a special episode of STEM News You Can Use. Hi, I'm Sophia, and this is STEM News You Can Use. It's Earth Month, so this week's STEM News has a climate focus. In California, UCLA researchers are working on sea change, a technology to cleanse the ocean of carbon dioxide. Seawater can store about 150 times more carbon dioxide per unit of volume than air. The ocean currently takes in about 30% of excess carbon dioxide. Sea change is working to remove carbon dioxide from seawater through a process that traps carbon dioxide, puts it in a solid that falls to the ocean floor, and leaves pure seawater to go back into the ocean. Alessandra Korap is also making an environmental difference. The Amazon Indigenous Woman is the winner of the International Goldwyn Environmental Prize for her extraordinary individual efforts to protect our environment. Korap noticed illegal mining, dams, roads, and railways were destroying the land of her indigenous village in the Amazon rainforest in San Paulo, Brazil. Along with other women of her village, Korap presented evidence to her federal attorney general of the environmental damage and the incentives offered to the Munduruku tribe to cover it up. So what can you do for our environment? Here are four tips if you love tech but also want to live sustainably. If you have a broken device, fix it. Don't buy a new one. Second, if you need to throw something away, research the right way to do it. Devices have rare metals and are difficult to reclaim once just thrown away in a landfill. Third, buy refurbished technology instead of new. And finally, fourth, to keep your battery working longer, don't charge your devices until they're at 20% or lower. I'm Sophia, and this is STEM News You Can Use. Thank you, Sophia, for bringing us STEM News You Can Use. On Monday, the College Board announced that changes will be made to the new AP African American Studies course. The College Board took widespread criticism this winter after stripping down the content to appease Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who he said would ban the course in Florida, which he said was pushing a political agenda. 
The College Board took away content involving slavery reparations, Black Lives Matter, and queer studies. It is currently unclear if the new proposed changes would add back these topics. In the upcoming school year, 800 schools and 16,000 students will have access to this AP course nationwide. I'm Miles Avales reporting for 88.9 The Bridge. All right. Thank you, Miles. We are back. Me and Sophie. <laughs> hate to break it to everybody, but we are back. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate for you guys. Yeah. And, okay, if you remembered when we were so suddenly interrupted by that new online <laughs> that was happening right outside of the station, that was for the Breakfast of Champions, for the MIFS uh, <laughs> Breakfast of Champions. And we actually have some people there right now through the station. So we're going to have them call us up and we're going to check in on how that's going. So yeah, there's like a split team today. Yeah. So there's us here at the station and then there's the other. <gasps> oh, they're here. There they are now. Oh my gosh. Let's pick up that call. I'm excited. Hello. Can you guys hear us? All right. Hello. I oh my am goodness. here. <laughs> I hear Sid. Is that? Yep. And Sid, you are down at the Breakfast of Champions, MIFS. Am I correct? Yes, we are right outside the school, and we have a constant stream of people flowing in. Wow. And the music is blasting. There's constant good mornings going around. And it's a very cheery mood out here. All right, perfect. And Sid, do you want to tell our viewers a little bit about what the Breakfast of Champions is? Yeah, so the Breakfast of Champions is this sort of fundraiser that's happening for the Mercer Island School District, and uh, and there's and there's lots of different groups that are playing here. We have we have the radio station outside, which which I'm which I'm here with, uh, yes, and we're represent. greeting people. We have orchestra inside. We have oh, drumline. Wow. We have speeches. We have scholarships. We have different booths. There is the whole community coming together to put together this event to help all of our schools get better. It's really amazing. That is so great to hear. And how many people would you say are heading through those doors right now? Because you mentioned there was a pretty steady stream. Who I I I cannot say exactly. There, that but but the lower comment seems really full right now. So if I if I had to guess, maybe a, at least a few hundred, I'd guess. Wow. There's there's a lot Already? of people here. Wow. Yeah. And Sophie and I did pass by the. Uh, commons where it is when we were um, getting here for the morning show and it looked like they had a lot going on in there too I believe there were there's some artwork some books that are being taught in the school right now so there's a lot going on Sid have you heard any of the performances that or speeches that have happened so far yeah actually right now the orchestra inside I can see right through the window they're playing one of their pieces that they played for a chamber performance last February and uh, right now in the group is currently Yuna, uh, Lena, and Grace Go, one of our radio members. So they're all performing right now, which is really cool. Awesome. That is great to hear. Um, I'm super glad you could check in with us. Unfortunately, we do have to get back to the show now. Um, but thank you so much for calling. Yes, thank you. All right. That was Sid, uh, another member of radio at the MIF. <laughs> Ooh, uh, it's, tongue twist. It gets confusing because there's the there's the MIYFS as and well. The, the MI, is it MISF? MI MI Schools Foundation. M MISF. My my apologies. Oh, my apologies. Apologies. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> and you can find more information about that on the Mercer Island Schools Foundation dot com.
So that was the Breakfast of Champions. And that is really interesting. And it's really great to see that we have all these events that can be held right here at the high school. Mm-hmm. It's right? a, it's amazing. I wasn't expecting there to be so many people so early. Yeah, me as well. It is, it's 7.25 a.m. And a lot of people got ready for this event at 6 a.m. So yeah, a lot of prep went into here. it. Me and Sophie have been here a long time. We have been here quite a while. And we've been seeing the whole process happening for the breakfast to get ready. And mm-hmm. it's crazy how much work is going into it all. Yeah, it's it's really amazing, actually. It is. And, okay, we were talking about nostalgia, and it's just, it's got me thinking, Sophie, are there any songs that really remind you back in the day, in, our, in the spring of our youth, when when music was at its peak? Uh, um, yeah, actually, one artist that I remember, like, really clearly is Katy Perry. <gasps> I, I was such a Katy Perry fan. <laughs> Me too. Like, I'd be in the car. This was before, like, I knew Spotify was a thing or yeah. whatever. Before so maybe even existed. Actually, yeah, you might be right. Like, I would just go on YouTube and watch the music video if I <laughs> really wanted. Okay, that is another really important thing that we should mention. Music videos. Mm. That was when film and music were... At their peak. At their peak in combination because I just the music videos were just as important as the song at yeah. one point. It was critical that one would see it. It the music was video. critical. And I think in a lot of the songs that you see from early 2000s, maybe even 90s, the music video is just as important, if not more, than the song mm. because that right. was where you listened to music on YouTube because there, there weren't as many platforms like Apple Music, Spotify. Yeah. I don't even know if they existed, but they definitely yeah. did not exist to me. So here I was in my car, you yeah. know, listening to the radio. And, uh-huh. like, sometimes I'd roll up to my house and it'd be, like, a really good song. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm just going to sit in here a little bit. What a time to be alive. <laughs> right? And like, it's I, amazing. As you say that to Katy Perry, it brings back so many vivid memories of when I was younger. And we would have, I had a nanny, my sisters and I. And our nanny, she was uh, a millennial. Ooh. So... She was very involved in all of the... Oh, wow, we have some visitors outside the station showing us some really interesting things. Wow, nice. (laughs) Um, So we had our nanny, and she was a millennial, and she was very in tune to pop culture and Mm -hmm. music and films and all of that happening. And she was a big Katy Perry fan. And anytime Katy Perry came out with a new music video, she would show us. And the most (laughs) vivid memory I have was... Last Friday Night by Katy Ooh, Perry, the music video. So good. That was cinematography at its peak, Yeah, I would say. And this it, came out before we were even, like, close to high school. Yeah. So I was like, wow. High school parties. That's what <laughs> this is going to rock. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it really takes you back. But here's another one of Katy Perry's incredible songs, which also has a pretty good music video. Mm-hmm. If I remember, Roar by Katy Perry. Let's hear that now. Wow. What a song. What a song. What a great song. It honestly gets me emotional. It gets me emotional just thinking about how good of a song it is. <laughs> it has, it's, it's perfectly built. It has the beginning, the middle, the end. I and, think every song has that. Yeah, Sophie. but this one just has it better. This I one think really you're does. Right, honestly. Have you heard of Katy Perry's, any of her recent songs? She has new ones? Yes. And that's the other thing. I feel bad for some of these artists who really had their peak in their career in mm-hmm. the early 2000s, late 2010s. Mm-hmm. is a lot of them are still releasing music, but it's just so hard to 
listen to it now when, they, <laughs> when all of their peak songs were yeah we're just 10, so much 20 better. years back yeah except yeah. i think one of the ones that is doing pretty good right now is miley cyrus oh okay i unpopular opinion <laughs> i do not like her new song which one flowers oh oh yeah that one's uh really high on billboard charts yeah which is odd because it does not sound good in my humble <laughs> opinion but you know to each their own to each good their for own. her i'm glad she's like you know fighting back against like whatever his name is that like cheated on her isn't that what the song's about oh actually i think i did see something about yeah, that. yeah one of the hemsworths the other one that one isn't of them, liam the less famous <laughs> or maybe it is liam you know what don't quote me on that. May, potentially one, one of the Hemsworths. Yeah. Potentially. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Did you ever watch Hannah Montana when you were young? I didn't, actually. And really? I, I always wanted to be a Hannah Montana girl. I just I, never was. My sisters both really liked Hannah Montana, which meant that we watched it a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is really interesting to see a lot of, to rewatch sometimes or just like see a clip from the show and see how young the people were. Because when you're mm. so young watching film and media, you think people are so old looking. Oh, yeah. But, but then you see Miley now, and you're like, wow, she Like, aged. she was... Not in a bad way. <laughs> Not no, like, like I'll, I'll see, like, a clip from Hannah Montana, and I realize that she looks like she's 14, which she was, actually, when she was filming it. Oh, yeah. Or something around there, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, pretty young. Teen? Teenager? Yeah, so it's really interesting. Also on that, what do you think the most nostalgic topic for you is? For example, like, books, music, or food, even? I think... I think it's, like, TV. Mm. Maybe not, like, TV. Like, TV shows. Like... I always like remember old movies. Like the other day, yeah. I rewatched like Mulan two, oh. which I hadn't watched in a while, and I was like, "Wow, this movie is so freaking good!" Like <laughs> old Disney movies, old are Disney, so old as in two thousands. Yeah, not like super old, like not the I don't black like, and white like, era. Yeah, not like that. I think mine would have to be books, but like picture books. Mm. Do you remember? Um, I don't remember the what the title was called. It was the one of the girl who had a lima bean. <gasps> Oh, wait, I think I know who you're talking about. multiple colors because of the lima bean. Yeah, I remember that being like, what's a lima bean? Yeah. I still don't know to this day. (laughs) Neither do I, actually, now I think about it. Yeah. But I remember going, and I think a lot of my memories stem from elementary school, and that's where Mm -hmm. I got a lot of them, but we would go to the library once or twice a week, and then the librarian would just read us a really famous uh, picture book. And then we would all go find it after and like reread it. Oh my goodness! Oh, such good that times. That is so cute. <laughs> they should do that today. Honestly, <laughs> they should bring back library time. Literally. Also on food, I think one of the most nostalgic foods would have to be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which mm. so conveniently is featured in one of our stories today by Annabelle Hegarty. So here's people on the streets where she talks about. For Sophie and I, at least, a very nostalgic food. Hello, I'm Annabelle Hegarty, and this is... A series where I go around and ask random people random questions. This week, I decided to ask people what their steps are to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, because this is a sacred art. Let's hear what they do. I actually don't like jelly, so I just eat plain peanut butter sandwiches. So first thing I, I do is I grab the bread, I put peanut butter on it, and then I put the other piece of bread on, and then I cut it in half and I cut the crust off. So I just eat like peanut butter bread, no crust. Put the bread in the toaster, and then I put peanut butter on, and then jelly on. Same slice of bread. I get the Uncrustables. I, I, don't, I don't like the whole wheat bread, you know. I go for the white bread, like bleached bread, chemicals, I like that. So I'll get the white bread... And usually I like the crust. Sometimes I'm not in a crust mood, though. 
you know, so I'll take the crust off, but sometimes I'll leave it on. It depends on the day. And I'll take two pieces of bread, spread jelly, then I can rinse the knife off really easily, and then use it to put peanut butter on the other slice, two separate slices of bread, one with jelly, one with peanut butter. Then I put it together, then I cut it diagonally. You get two pieces of bread, and then you have to spread the peanut butter first. And then you spread the jelly on the other piece of bread. And then you put it together, and you have a PB&J. I get the bread from the fridge and the toaster out because I toast the bread. And then on one side, I put the peanut butter, and I use the peanut butter from Trader Joe's. And then I use the jelly from Costco, and then I put it together, and then I cut it in half. I gather everything on the counter, then I go peanut butter on both sides of the bread, and then I, I prefer a jam, not a jelly, and I, I go heavy jam. It usually gets on my hands when I eat. Um, and then before I eat it, I put everything away, so I feel like then I can enjoy it because I don't have to do the cleanup afterwards. I put peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other, and then I put the two sides together. I take two slices of bread, I take a knife and dip it in the peanut butter, spread the peanut butter liberally on one piece of bread, and then take the other piece of bread and dry off the knife so that there's no peanut butter residue on it before I use the same knife to dip into the raspberry preserves, spread it on the second piece of bread, and then sandwich them together. And I don't cut it in half, I eat it whole. You just take two slices of bread and then you apply peanut butter on one side and then you take a different knife and you stick it in the <laughs> jelly jar and then you put jelly on the other side and then you just put it together and you just cut it diagonally. Butter on both sides of the bread. Well first you toast the bread and then you put it on both sides and then you like scoop your jelly into the middle and then you cut it diagonally. Alright first you pull out the bread, it's got to be some nice high quality bread. Homemade bread is, makes the best PB&J. And then you toast both of them. My mom makes homemade bread, that's why. Toast both of them, peanut butter, underrated opinion, crunchy peanut butter is better than smooth. You spread the crunchy peanut butter and then on the other piece of toast you put the jam, jelly or whatever you want to call it. One on top of the other, slice into corners, there you have your PB&J. So I get some wheat bread, and, it, and it's like really like thin, and I just put a bunch of peanut butter, and I kind of like smush it up, and almost into like a ball, and then I'll eat it. I usually take two pieces of white bread, and then take a clean knife to spread on some peanut butter on one slice. Next, I take a spoon to put some strawberry preserves on the second slice, and then spread it out with the same knife. I usually cut it diagonally twice to make four triangles. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure to keep on listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. What? <laughs> what a slew of answers. That was so interesting. I didn't realize there was so much diversity among how people... PBJ eaters. Yeah, among yeah. how people cut their bread, among how they... Spread the spread their peanut butter. And the jelly. There were there were some that didn't even eat the jelly. Yeah, what? It really is... It's a craft. What is going on, honestly? <laughs> a lot happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do remember PB&Js. That was that was the go-to lunch for me in elementary it school. It still is. I literally have one today. <laughs> no. Really? With me what today. are the odds? I know. Isn't that crazy? That is genuinely insane. <laughs> and back to our topic of nostalgia, Sophie and I were just chatting and bringing up how sports did play a really important role in our childhood. I know the Seahawks won the Super Bowl 
quite a few years ago, and I remember yeah, that was a... Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while, but... <laughs> yeah. But I know that was a really big event, because my family hosted the Super Bowl game Ooh. when the Seahawks won, which was crazy. And I just remember being a young kid and being so confused, because I, I didn't know much about <laughs> sports at the time. And then I was like, why is every... Like, why are the Seahawks so important? And, um, but yeah, that was, it was a really funny moment, because just seeing everyone get so excited about the Seahawks winning... Mm-hmm was really important. Did you ever, were sports a big factor in your childhood growing up? Um, Honestly, I mean, besides the ones that I, like, played, I wasn't, mm. like, a football fan just because we didn't have cable, so, like, where oh, was I going to yeah. watch it? Like, I wasn't going to search up, like, football highlights. <laughs> Live stream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but one thing I do remember, my brother and my dad are big baseball fans, mm-hmm. and so me and my mom would get, like, dragged along to, like, these <laughs> super long games. Yeah. Like, Mariners games and whatever, and I have, like, I have really fond memories because I would go mm. there just for the food. <laughs> there the was some games. good stuff there. And one thing that is also important to note, for a child, the baseball games are so long. Yeah, exactly. Like, nine innings is too many. Yeah. I was just, I was so bored by, like, you know, an inning in, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, can we leave? But they bribed me with, like, food. <laughs> and it is it is more about, I think, the experience as opposed to just Yeah, because I don't game, know how baseball works. To this day, I don't get it. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules. Yeah. They can be hard, but yeah. we actually do have a sports feature today. We have Miles on the sports, so let's jump into that and hear what he has to say. The NFL world was shaken up yesterday after 10-time Pro Bowler and four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers was traded from the Packers to the Jets. The deal included sending the, the, deal included the Packers sending Rodgers the 15th overall pick and a fifth-round pick to the Jets. In exchange... The Packers will receive the 13th overall pick, two second-round picks, and a sixth-round pick. Rodgers was drafted by the Packers in 2005 with the 24th pick and has remained there his entire career to this point. In the NBA, round one of the playoffs continues. Today, the Hawks play the Celtics, Timberwolves play the Nuggets, and finally, the Clippers play the Suns. The Hawks, Timberwolves, and Suns are all on the ropes trying to overcome 3-1 deficits, something that only only occurs 5% of the time. Also down 3-1 are the Milwaukee Bucks, who entered the playoffs as the number one seed from the Eastern Conference. They'll play the Miami Heat again tomorrow at 6.30 as they'll try to find an answer for Jimmy Butler, who dropped 56 points with a field goal percentage of 68% in Game 4. In hockey, the Kraken won with a smooth 3-2 against the Avalanche yesterday. And in baseball, the Mariners are on the road playing the Philadelphia Phillies today at 3.40 and again tomorrow at 3.40. Moving on to Mercer Island sports... Unfortunately, girls' badminton season ended just yesterday with their matches against Bellevue. Today, boys' soccer is heading for Liberty for their 7.30 game. Girls' water polo is at home today against Peninsula at 4 p.m. And finally, boys' lacrosse is facing off against Issaquah at home at 8 p.m. So make sure to come to the MIHS, MIHS Stadium to cheer them on. That's all for today. That's all for today. This has been Miles with your Daily Sportscast. Thank you, Miles. Miles has uh, done a lot today for us. He did <laughs> both the news and the sports, so wow. big props to him. Um, big props, because again, we are working with a shortened team because of the Breakfast of Champions mm-hmm. So MIFS. It's been a scramble this morning, let me just <laughs> say that. Um, but so far, so good, right, Sophie? It has been so far, so good, I would say. A great morning show. Mm-hmm. And I also, I really like this, having working off of a theme, because... Again, mm-hmm. we mentioned this a little bit at the beginning, but often we'll just go around on different topics. And while that is interesting, too, having that constant theme, it's a nice thing to return to, I would say, after each feature. Yeah. 
I, I like it. It's like, it makes our job a lot easier, a <laughs> lot simpler. And the episode is like more cohesive this way. I agree. And back on to our topic of nostalgia, if you're just joining us now. Sophie and I were talking most recently about just um, some of our past memories, a lot stemming from elementary school. And mm-hmm. I know we talked about this a bit yesterday, too, when we were prepping for this. But some of our most vivid memories come from P.E. class. Mm. Oh, that, yeah. Because I, I think that was that was every kid's, along with recess, being active yeah. and just doing games and sports. I think that was one of the best parts of childhood. Mm-hmm. And I remember Sophie mentioned the parachute. Yeah, <laughs> from everybody PE. knows the parachute. Everyone like the knows big the parachute. Rainbow parachute. Everybody would grab like a little chunk. Yeah, you know flap that was it a good day. A couple times. That was a good day when yeah. you walk into PE class and you see the big rainbow parachute waiting. Yeah, you know it's gonna be good. You know it's gonna Every be a good day. Every single time it always hits. It's like it's like a f- I oh my gosh I see so many TikToks where it's like. We're graduating, but they brought us back in to, like, do the parachute one last time. <gasps> oh, and I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, that wow. is so cute. We're definitely not doing that. But. Definitely not. But it genuinely was one of the best moments, I would say. Mm-hmm. And on that, too, one of the most influential things in my childhood was the rope climb Ooh. in PE. Yeah, didn't they, like, get rid of that? Okay. I'm, I'm a little salty have. about this because when I was in kindergarten through third grade, you could climb to the very top of the rope mm-hmm. and ring the little bell at the top. And this was this was a really high rope for yeah. elementary school. Wait. It still is a high rope, even today. Like, it goes, yeah. like, all the way up to the ceiling. I'm trying to think, and not just the ceiling as in your standard, like, 10-foot ceiling. This was the P.E. or lunchroom mm-hmm. ceiling, which was, I want to say... Super high up. 30, 20 feet in the air, probably around 30. Yeah, it was like, I remember it being very high. I'm trying to think of a a comparison, but think about your, think about, let's say you go into a high school and you see the top of the, like the very top of the ceiling in the cafeteria slash lunch room area. That's really, really high. It's a few feet below that. Mm -hmm. It was just, I remember it being super daunting. Yeah. I think only, I only saw one person ever get to the top. Oh, really? Yeah. Ours, most, a lot of people did, but when I was in third grade, the year I came back for fourth grade, they changed it so you couldn't go to the top anymore because it was a safety hazard, allegedly. It definitely was, Uh, honestly. Okay, in their defense, it was 100% a safety hazard. (laughs) But in our defense, I was really close to getting up there when they discontinued it. No, the day that I reached the top, it was one of the best days of my life. Yeah. To date. To date, yeah. To date. It's just, you gotta conquer it. Reaching the top of the, which I I really still can't get over. In fact, I don't know why they added it in the first place, because having young kids climb, like, 30, 20 feet in the air. And then, like, if you fall, you land, like, on the hardwood yeah. floor. <laughs> no, actually, they, they had a little, a thin little mat at the bottom. <laughs> mat, so, like, you know, a little bit less. You but... know, th- now that I think about it, too, there was also tree houses at the, uh, the elementary school I went to, but they oh. were taken out the year I actually joined elementary school in kindergarten. Oh, my gosh. I didn't have one, I don't think. Oh, really? Because it was a big safety hazard. I think that was... Yeah. Also, another important thing to note is safety has become more... Important. prevalent everywhere <laughs> more important <laughs> yeah. i guess i guess but they got rid of like dodgeball too and yeah. i was like come on guys come, come on, on guys we the... can deal with dodgeball we can deal with dodgeball the balls are foam yeah it's like 
Oh, I forgot about that. When they banned dodgeball, that was yeah, a bad day. It just takes one kid to ruin it for the rest of That's us. so true. It, it was a really dark day when that when that yeah. rule passed. So, um, yeah, that was devastating. Yeah. But I guess safety or whatever. Like, or whatever, I guess. Yeah, I, I hope dumb. there's still some good games that elementary schoolers today can play. Yeah, who knows? There's, like, those little scooters, you know, the ones. Oh, yeah. I love scooters Those like were that. so cool. So cool. The little four-wheel scooters that were flat on the ground and mm-hmm. you would they had like two handles. handles yeah, yeah. They were all different colors mm-hmm. those things ah, were so awesome i remember so speeding cool. around yeah on and there were so many games you could play as well with them yeah super super fun i wish we had that like today i could like Me skate around well. the hallways i wish <laughs> <laughs> i wish we just had scooters so we can get from class to class easier yeah oh as we say this there are still more band people coming yeah so as we mentioned earlier, today is Breakfast of Champions, mm-hmm. the fundraiser, and we just keep seeing band people walking like Continu- back and forth. I don't know how there's so many. They just keep yeah, coming they and just, going. They keep spawning in, and there's always something to perform. But it is. Um, yeah, so I've been seeing a lot of trumpets, and that kind of sparked as well. a thought in me. You know the song Trumpets by Jason Derulo? <gasps> how do you feel about this song? I'm Sophie? familiar. That one brings back a lot of flashbacks. That was. I think I want to say that one peaked in 2016. Yeah. That was a honestly, time to be alive. It's like, it's a good song. And actually, this is really handy because we have it pulled up right now. So oh. here is Jason Derulo's Trumpets. Every time the two get undressed, I hear symphonies in my head. I wrote this song. Looking at you, oh, oh, yeah, the drums, they swing low, and the trumpets, they go. Wow. Wow. What a song. What a song. <laughs> I was literally about to say that exact Honestly. same thing. What a song. Gets me emotional An incredible one time. at that. Yeah. I um, just, it's such a nostalgic song. It really is. I remember that song very vividly. So vividly. <laughs> Jason Derulo also is an artist who... Really peaked in the late 2000s, early 2010s era. Yeah. And then he went popular on TikTok for his little tagline, you know, the Jason oh, Derulo. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And I, I'm sure he's still making music today, but I'm it's also sure that it's good. not the same. It's just yeah, not the same. it doesn't hit the same, it honestly. It does not. It really does not, unfortunately. Yeah. But back to our, our theme at hand. <laughs> we were talking about school a little bit in elementary school and how influential that was in our nostalgia and childhood Mm -hmm. and we also talked a bit about the events that happened at school some of the ones off the top of my head would have to be science fair culture fair Ooh, that's a good one and the fifth grade play oh oh you're so right the fifth grade play that i did not participate in that (laughs) what was your fifth grade play ours was beauty and the beast i think okay something like that Interesting. Ours right? was Little Mermaid. Okay, so like Disney stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I remember being like wowed by the fifth graders who did <laughs> yeah. this. Because like, wow. it was a performance. They put in so much work to it. And they they were, really did. They were musicals as well, not just plays. These were Yeah, people musicals. were singing and like they acting. Were, there were full performances. Yeah, I still remember the leads of mine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention <laughs> them because you know, defamation <laughs> of character. <laughs> but, um but, Yeah, it's cr- it's really crazy. Yeah. It so was interesting. It was really cool, actually. I wish we they still had really those great. Low key. Yeah, we me like, as well. You know, we have like plays, but not like it's not the same. It's not the same as the performance that goes into the fifth grade musical. Yeah, 
that Nobody was incredible. Nobody gets it, honestly. And then on the science fair, too. Did you participate in the science fairs? I recall participating. I did, like, the easy experiment. Mm. Like, you know, everybody knew it was going to be easy, so yeah. I just did that, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, just to get, like, the grade. <laughs> Ours? Okay, we didn't have science fair winners. We just had everyone got a little medal. And oh, looking back to it, I realized they were just random parent volunteers who had jobs in STEM. <laughs> and they would, like, go out and, like, you, yeah. would, you would present your project to them and they would give you a little medal. I don't remember <laughs> getting a medal. I'm no. so sad. I just remember people looking at my experiment. Oh, ours was just that everyone got their participation trophy. Wow. If it's only. interesting. I would love a participation trophy. <laughs> Me as well. But on the topic of science, we actually have a feature regarding such today. So here is Tully with some interesting facts. Hello, and welcome to You Didn't Know This. I'm Tolly, and this is a segment on KMIH that will give you your daily dose of fun facts. Today, I'm going to talk about walkers. Now, walkers are vehicles that achieve motion by emulating the walking movement of animals. Think of, like, the AT-AT from Star Wars. I most commonly see them in science fiction, and it really does make sense. They provide a novel way to move around, and since they're not very commonplace in real life, they make the fictional world seem much more interesting. You see, while books and movies are great, walkers are actually very difficult to use in real life. So today I'm going to be talking about how effective they are. See, wheels are much faster, and in many cases, tracked vehicles and off-road tires are much better at moving along bumpy terrain, as walkers, even on flat ground, are really slow. It's also very difficult to make a walker steer, which is problematic. While all this makes walkers pretty useless, that hasn't stopped inventors from making them. The two most notable mechanisms are the plantigrade mechanism and what is called Janssen's linkage. The latter is actually made by the artist Theo Janssen, maker of the Strand Beasts, which are these enormous kinetic sculptures that are made out of wood, poles, and cloth. They use several arrays of legs powered by the wind to achieve motion. And of course, the plantigrade, or lambda mechanism. I want to mention this one because thanks to some really clever engineering, it moves in a way where the foot travels in a straight line and then follows an arc, which would be the most promising to use in an actual vehicle. I'd actually recommend some research as I don't have time to talk about exactly how it works. And the various mechanisms are actually really interesting. So that's all for today. Till next time for a new fun fact, I hope you learned something new about walkers and stay tuned to 88.9 The Bridge. Interesting. Fascinating. Literally fascinating. I have never heard of those. I actually, okay, it's so funny that he mentioned that because one of my science fair projects was on walkers. That's crazy. I don't remember. Really? If I, yeah, I don't know if it was, I, I think there was a different name for it, the actual sculpture. It's, it's, it is really hard to describe, so props to Tully for effectively doing that, but it really is. It's just this sculpture with a bunch of legs and mechanical like movements and the wind makes it it's almost i'm trying to think of an ex uh, example is it like mystical <laughs> it's very mystical it's hard to describe without a video yeah or a picture to show so go look that up right now so go look curious. that up it's it's very fascinating once you mm -hmm. really get into it yeah um but unfortunately that's all the time we have this morning unfortunately we really packed in a lot so i hope we everybody did. enjoyed this walk down memory lane <laughs> it really was a nostalgic episode it really was and this has been sophie cartwright and sophie. <laughs> sophie, oh, and yeah. sophie sophie cartwright sophie hill on kmih and we're surrounded 889 the bridge thank you guys so much for joining us today for this fine morning 
We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge. And thank you for listening.